Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bougie Best Friend Podcast. Today I have a dear friend of mine, Chloe, who is a physician assistant in a med spa here in Miami. Would you like to introduce yourself, miss? Hey guys, I'm so happy to be here with Coco. It's like a dream come true being oh, on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm so excited to watch her dreams come true and starting this I podcast. And we're going to have the best time because everybody could just listen to Coco talk all day long. <laughs> I'm a physician assistant. I work at a plastic surgery office here in Miami. And you recently got an award, 100 top injectors in America. Yes. yes. Tell us about that. You it's, got your votes. It's, I got my votes and it's the top 100 injectors in america based on votes Mm -hmm. or favorites of patients of friends colleagues whatever and you are where are you from born and raised i'm born and raised in miami Mm -hmm. um well raised in fort lauderdale but born in miami would you say that you feel that miami is more into injectables or any other cosmetic treatments than any other city or absolutely i feel like we do have a lot of latin influence so that you know and they're very into that i think before became more mainstream so we have that influence and also everybody wants to look good in miami and and stay young so i definitely think that here la and new york is probably the mecca of injectables and now it's starting to like infiltrate into you know, the rest of America and Instagram is definitely helping with, <laughs> with your business, <laughs> with the business for sure. Do, do people come to you and be like, I want to look like my filter every day, really every day. Okay. Tell me, why did you decide to become an injector? Or is this, is this your official like title on injector? Yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, there's, there's different and there's different titles. People, different people in my position have different preferences of what they like to be called to me. It doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, I'm a board certified physician assistant. I inject. So yes, I'm an injector. Mm -hmm. Um, and in other States, you could be a nurse and inject in Florida, I think is the only one that you, you have to be either a PA nurse practitioner or doctor to inject. You cannot be a nurse or, you know, esthetician or anything like that. Why did you start this journey? Always wanted to be in this field because I thought it would be like, so fun going to work with your girlfriends, like, helping women and and men too and and it's just a very nice lifestyle of medicine it's very creative i get to meet amazing people as you know i'm very open on my page when it comes to injectables and all of treatments of whatever kind uh so tell me why do you think there's still a little bit of a stigma when it comes to people admitting they got work done well it's a very new topic i feel you know a lot of people were not talking about this celebrities have been Doing Still hiding. <laughs> they've been they've been doing you know Botox and fillers and non invasive treatments and plastic surgery for a, I mean I don't even know how long maybe 20, 30 years as long as it's been Botox has been around for twenty years so a long time I just I feel like now it's becoming more popular with social media for yeah. sure. What is the, what would you say people usually ask you when they first come into your office if they never got it done? But what what's going to make me look better? What do I need? When should I start Botox? Oh, I don't want to be overfilled every single day. I don't want to look like the crazy cat lady. I don't want to look like this. <laughs> I don't I don't want I want to look natural. That's, you know, but then I also get the girls that have been doing this for a long time or or you know, that that want to look overfilled and they want to look like have that wow like factor, which mm-hmm. you know, I can do, I do for that for them as well, you know. 
It's, do you ever tell people you're not going to do something they requested? Absolutely. I, of course. I mean, I will always tell somebody when I think that they look a little crazy, I will be like, <laughs> you are overfilled. And and I'm not touching you. Anymore. Yeah. I mean, I you, like we'll have a conversation about it. If I think something is unsafe, like there are times where people's lips are so filled that you cannot literally f- put one more ounce yeah. of, of filler in them because there's literally no space or somebody's had you know lots of lots of procedures done and you just don't want to get involved. But yeah. if they have the conversation with, you know, I want to look this way. What is the biggest, what would people mostly request? Botox fillers, what are they? What's the, what's the vibe? People come to me mostly for full face, uh, like rejuvenation or like okay. pan facial fillers or, you know, usually I give them like a beauty plan where it's mm-hmm. a long-term plan. I'm giving them skincare, lasers, like skin fitness. A lot of people think that skincare is enough to be forever young. And obviously we're not here to push anybody to get any work done, but we just want to shed light on, you know, the things that are happening. Right. So, today. I mean, when I, when I look at somebody's face, there's, there's multiple elements. There's the skin, which is like the canvas, or it's like the, the sign of youthfulness. You look at somebody's face, you can see their texture, you can see their pores, you can see their age spots, <laughs> their age spots, right? Or their acne or whatever. And that's like the first thing that you see. Then you start to notice when they're speaking, they have wrinkles or when they're resting, they have wrinkles. And then you start to see sagging in their face and um, bone loss and things like that. And that's where Botox and fillers come into play. And that's where they really are like the biggest game changer. But I don't, you know, people will come to me, they've never had anything done. They're in their 50s or 40s and they're, they have sun damage, they have bone loss, they have jowling, meaning they have like, you know, the areas around the mouth that are getting kind of saggy. I hate to say that word, but like not one thing or the other is going to be like the end all be all to keeping your youthfulness. I feel like people who are not getting, you know, injectables, they don't really understand the difference between Botox and fillers. And I know that firsthand because so many of my trolls were telling me, put some more <laughs> Botox in your lips. I'm like, honey, Botox educate yourself. Your lips, honey. Yeah. So tell us super simple language. What's the difference between Botox and fillers? Botox is for wrinkles. It's usually between your eyebrows, the lines in your forehead, around your eyes when you smile. It can also be placed in the lips for something called a lip flip, which is not everybody is a candidate, but it can just like puff your lip out a little bit more. So my trolls were right. (laughs) To show a a little bit of uh, lip. It could be used in the neck. It could be used in the armpits for sweating. There's so many different uses. And then filler is a gel and it literally volumizes an area. Yeah, so you cannot use fillers where you're supposed to use Botox and vice versa. I'm glad we got that clear. So Botox goes in the muscle. It's a liquid. It's a medication. It stops contraction of the muscle. Okay, explain how does Botox work? So Botox is a medication. It binds to the muscle and it stops the contraction. Imagine a piece of paper that keeps getting folded over and over. That crease keeps getting deeper and deeper and that's your skin. So every time your muscle contracts and you raise your eyebrows, your skin gets folded and that crease gets deeper. And Botox prevents that contraction, so it prevents that crease from happening. Why do you think people are so scared of uh, Because they notice the bad work and you don't notice the good work. So if you look at me or you, you, we look look normal. You know, like I meet guys and they're like, oh my God, you do Botox and fillers? Like, what have you had done? I'm like, I have like 10 syringes in my face. Like I- Just placed properly. Exactly. So why would you say that some people do look crazy? Because I do see a lot of overfilling. and Yeah, I mean, people just go a little bit overboard. I mean, it's the injector that's allowing them to go overboard. It's poor placement of the filler. It's 
it's, I mean, it's really the aesthetic of, and the long-term vision of your injector and your goals. See, some people like that fake Absolutely. duck lip look. Absolutely. I have people who are like, more, give me more. I want, <laughs> I love the duck lip. Give me more. Literally. <laughs> Tell us about the cost. Every city is obviously different. Every city is different. I, I've noticed that New York is almost like double the prices of Miami. Um, LA is somewhere in the middle. I mean, it depends on if you go, you know, it depends on where you're going. I mean, a, a, a range of filler is about 700 to $1,000 a syringe. You know, Botox is definitely minimum a couple hundred dollars to a thousand dollars or more depending on how much you need and fillers start anywhere around 700 and they could range up to 5,000 the best thing to do is you come to your your injector you tell them what your goals are they discuss what they see for you long term and then you tell them your budget and you guys work around that that's typically how I do it in my office yeah nobody's goal is like to rip people off I mean I'm sure some people do no I I mean I try I this girl I know posted this reel and it's like trying to calculate how I can you know make everything fit in my patient's budget and it's true I mean we always are trying to give everybody the best I mean I am always trying to give everybody the best treatment like what's going to make the most difference for you right now with your goals based on your budget everybody's pretty aware of my lip filler dissolving journey <laughs> one million or like two million follower view- no, no no 13 million 13 views. million views Girl. 13 million she's years like you're yet. sleeping on that shit <laughs> yeah so but that's I mean, actually how i found you really that's literally how i found you i was i was in bed and i was like i need to meet her she's in yeah. miami oh my god i need to be her friend that's hilarious yeah. yeah and then after i she she didn't do my dissolving and honestly the the reason why my lips were so blue when i got them dissolved my i'm just very sensitive seriously you can pinch me and I'm going to bruise in a second. So that for me was not a scary situation at all. And I mean, it did hurt. Dissolving your lips, I have to say, hurts more than getting them done. But it's because of the dissolvent, hyaluron, something that I can't pronounce. Yeah. And, and honestly, people hear a lot of stories about dissolvent and people are very scared. So I do want to say that I do mix it a certain way. A lot of injectors do mix it a certain way so that it is relatively painless. So there are ways around the pain. As I'm very open with Botox and fillers in general on my page, I get a lot of questions and I'm not educated as you are on this topic. So I would love to ask you some of my frequently asked questions, if that's okay with you. But Madame. you're pretty educated. I mean, I, I almost feel like you're, you're about should. to start injecting at this point. I should. Honestly, I, I would love that. I, I or a patient love. consultant. You could be that. Could I do that? Yeah. Can we do that? That would be an amazing job for you. Basically, people would come in, you would tell them what they need, and then you would point to me and say, okay, go. I mean, I am a makeup artist. So yeah, I so you know like, where it goes. Okay, thank you for yeah, this. Yeah, it's actually uh, a really good idea. This new uh, you career get a commission, move. you know. One more thing I need to focus on. Yeah, okay, right. great. So let's discuss Botox. First off, I want to clarify, Botox is just a brand name, correct? Yes. So Tell me about that. Botulinum toxin is the actual like medication. And in America, there's four that are FDA approved. So there's Dysport. Botox, Xeomin, and Juvo. And they do the same thing. They all do the same thing. They're the same toxin. They're just marketed a little bit differently. All the reps might kill me for saying this, <laughs> but I think they're pretty much all the same. I think that some of them might last a little bit longer. That's, I mean, I would say some of them last a little bit longer and some of them are a little bit less expensive, but more when, or less. When would you choose to do what on who? 
if somebody has a lower price point, I might give them the, the one that's lower price point that they can afford to help with their budget and explain to them that it's not gonna last as long. Or some of them have a little bit more of a spreading effect. Some of them are a little bit more precise. So also if somebody is like resistant to one because they've been getting, you know, disport for 20 years or 10 years or whatever, I would switch them to another one. It's like using a deodorant and one day it just Correct. stops working. Or like, and- yeah, like a shampoo or conditioner. So let's talk about Botox. We already explained how does it work? How long does it last? You said a few months, correct? Yeah, so yeah, it depends on the person, but anywhere from two to four months, depending on you and your metabolism. And you can inject it where? So many places. Everywhere. <laughs> so many places. Yeah. So most commonly between the eyebrows, the forehead lines around the eyes when you smile your crow's feet i would not suggest the chin i did that once and i just didn't like the way it looked because it changed my entire face what do you think about that that can happen i mean the chin is a difficult area to inject but if you do it right it can make a really nice difference and also you could do your armpits for sweating you could do your neck for neck pain or to slim your neck and so Botox also has some kind of medical benefits in a sense because you can like Absolutely. stop sweating. So, so actual Botox, the brand, is FDA approved for migraines. So you can see a neurologist and they can bill your insurance okay. for migraine no treatment. And then what do you, like you just put Botox in your... So yeah, a neurologist will inject it in like certain areas tailored to where your migraines are and, and it will definitely probably change your life because it's <gasps> so good. It wow. literally, people are healed after they do that not healed but the yeah. pain goes away would you say it hurts i wouldn't say it hurts. i mean i'm so i'm terrified of needles i would literally run out of the doctor's office when i was little and <laughs> now i'm like injecting my own face obviously i'm an injector but i would say literally you know because I, I pay attention to this i would say one percent of my patients are in pain when i do their botox I everyone mean, no no one else flinches nobody asks for numbing like how do they get a, like a wax down there oh my god probably honestly probably i think that a wax down there is 50 times more painful than botox for sure 50 times what age would you say people can start? I, I see these girls like 18 doing Botox. I'm like, come on. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I, I will usually tell them if I don't see any resting lines, you know, to wait. And I, I tell them, if you want to do this, don't be doing this religiously every like three months. But it's a case by case basis. If you see resting wrinkles on your face, sure, go for it. But it's not going to do anything or have any problems long term. But I would just say this is a I always tell my patients this is a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. We have our entire lives to do this. You obviously don't want to wait till you're 50 to start. But if you're in your 20s, you know, take it slow, like dabble a little bit when you get started. There's no rush. So I have this friend and she has resting lines on her forehead and she has a lot of sun damage. You know who you are, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and I always tell her that, I mean, your skin is never going to be the same if you don't like if she she's she's just thinking well, I'll just wait a few more years blah 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 but I'm like what are you waiting for and again I'm not pushing anybody to do anything but she's a very like she, right, she, so she, she wants to be pretty that's going to be an issue because sun is the number one um, cause of sun and just age but really sun sun breaks down your collagen and your elastin and all your beautiful growth factors and everything that helps a baby skin snap back because a baby makes expressions but they don't have lines and the reason why we get lines is because we start to get loss of all these delicious factors that we have in our skin you know, so if you're waiting until you have sun damage and you have wrinkles at rest and your skin looks like shit 
you <laughs> are going to be paying for it. You're going to have to invest in more lasers down the line and things to get rid of those wrinkles to make your skin. It's never going to look as good as if you prevented it. I'm not going to name her, but I will send her this episode if she didn't listen. <laughs> so let's say I want to go get some Botox in my lunch break. Is there any downtime? No, you can literally go right back to work. You'll have like little, you'll have redness on your face for about 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe some bumps where the fluid is, but then your body absorbs it. The liquid is just basically a transport vehicle for the medication. And everyone's like, oh, you know, when is it going to kick in? And uh, what does that mean? Yeah. So that's just basically the Botox needs some time, which is about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Disports supposedly, you know, it kicks in sooner, which is true. Some people respond sooner, but it really takes 14 days for the molecule to properly bind to the receptors and that whole process to happen. Why would you say that it lasts longer for some people? Really? We don't know. Honestly, it's, it's, it could be based on metabolism. It could be based on genetics. It could be based on sun exposure, exercise, sauna use. Um, yeah, so you're like sweated out, basically. So the faster your metabolism is, the faster your body is going to break down that that molecule. A lot of people also tell me that they don't want to start with Botox because they're scared. How is it going to look when they stop? So how does it look when somebody stops? You look better than you did before. You look better than you did before because, like I said, it's. It's like your skin is a piece of paper and it keeps creasing and you stop that creasing from happen from happening for X amount of time. So you're going to go back to the way you looked originally or mm-hmm. you're going to look better than you would have looked if you didn't do it. I said I have this conversation, I swear to God, five times a day when I'm at work about I don't want to look crazy. I don't want to look like that. I don't want my husband to know like. I don't want your husband to know either. <laughs> I don't want you to look like cat lady either. Yeah. No way. I mean, I want I mean, she's to look- a walking billboard for you. Yes. I want you to look natural. I don't want anyone, you know, I just want you to look like you, but maybe a little bit better. Yeah. So what would you say to girls who are like, I don't want my husband to know? Or- <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, Do make they, sure you have out of town of for a couple of days because you know, there always is a little bit of swelling. Botox, you could definitely do without, you know, your husband knowing or anybody knowing. I would love for you to clarify the difference between vial unit and syringe. All right, so simply, Botox comes in a vial, and it comes with a freeze-dried powder. Powder? So there, yeah. So there's there's no liquid in it. Mm-hmm. There's no liquid in it. We add the liquid, mm-hmm. and that so makes, you mix it up like to mix the up the powder, right? And then that be that is a hundred units. Mm-hmm. And so Botox is measured in units and then you decide how many units somebody need or right so we measure how many units that somebody needs okay based on you know their anatomy and everything else and syringes and syringes so filler comes in a gel it's a gel form and that's in a syringe so that's sold by syringe or half syringe or 10 syringes you know could be different things Okay, this is a nice intro to fillers. I would love to talk about fillers and just explain simple terms. How does a filler work? A filler is a gel. It's like a volumizer. So it's just filling up an area. It's Mm -hmm. essentially replenishing the collagen loss that we have. As we age, we lose volume in our face. We, We lose collagen, elastin, hyaluronic acid. And filler is made, most of them are hyaluronic acid, which replenishes that molecule in your face and actually draws in water to make you look more plump. What would you say is your most requested filler? 
what do people want to feel? <laughs> people want to feel everything. No, um, they look at the you know, really. They just be like, what What do I need? What do I need? And and I it's it's a global. You know, I'm looking at your whole face. I'm not just saying you know you need cheeks or you need lips or whatever. Um, so a lot of people lately are coming to me for a full face oh, fillers. rejuvenation. So mm-hmm. a little bit here, a sprinkle here, like. And you, you know, use the same syringe to like sprinkle all of so that. So no, like I mean. So all the fillers have their own personalities. They're like, you know, different size paint brushes, I guess you could say. And they mm-hmm. feel, they do different things in the face. Some of them are softer. Some of them have more structure. Some of them lift. Some of them hydrate. So depending on what we're doing and what the goal is, that's how we choose the filler. Obviously, lips goes the softest one, right? No. Some people, I mean, I t- I stick with, I have a workhorse filler and that's one that doesn't cause a lot of migration. But if you're mm-hmm. an older woman and you need a little bit of migration, you need some hydration around your lips, I'm going to go with something that will migrate a little bit because I want that filler to fill that area. Can you explain filler migration to me? Yeah. I mean, I had it, but I just yeah. want to <laughs> So most people know about lip filler migration because it's the most obvious. But when you put a filler in the face, it's the molecule is created to integrate with the tissue. So it's supposed to migrate a little bit. It's supposed to integrate with the tissues, look natural, things like that. So when you do place filler and your, your face is moving, that filler is going to move. So there's no way of like putting filler somewhere and like making sure that it stays in that one spot. You can do your best by choosing a filler that doesn't move too much or have a lot of integration with the tissue. And that's, you know, based on your injector's knowledge and um, accessibility to different fillers. But the most common like lip filler or the most common migration that everybody knows and talks about and what Coco had (laughs) and which tons of girls have I mean literally all day long I'm dissolving lips is lip filler migration and that's what causes the duck lip appearance basically filler is placed in the lips your your lips are moving all day long and that pushes the filler up into your upper lip and you start to look like you have like a mustache or like a duck lip puffiness on your lips I have to say ever since I got my lips dissolved and I'm kind of knowledgeable about migration and fillers I see girls all day long all day long once dissolving. you see it you can't unsee like it like you need dissolving but yeah. they're not really getting it and I I will say that certain like you you do need to make sure you're going to a provider that knows about lip filler migration and how to treat it and how to prevent it because there are fillers that are very commonly used that cause the most not going to okay. name any names no, no, no. we're not naming any names okay I have a question for you when you dissolve your fillers does your skin bounce back right away or it becomes a little loose Depends on how much you're getting dissolved and your age. And I mean, it's like losing weight. Some people have sagging skin. Correct. I mean, you're not good. We're not going to, for the most part, depends on the amount of filler that's being dissolved. I mean, I honestly, I, I really haven't seen anybody look like super saggy or like deflated after I've dissolved them. They just kind of like go back to their baseline. I have one more serious question before I want to get into your dating life, because obviously I'm very big into dating in my content. (laughs) What would you want people to be aware of before coming into maybe your office, anybody else's office? Is there something you want people to know or educate them on something when it comes to getting Botox fillers? Yeah, it's that, you know, the best injectable is undetectable. And that's really like what we live by. Did you make this up? No, I did not. I mean, that's a, that's a common saying in this space, but yeah. You just said, yes, I believe you. Oh, I, should, I know I should say that, but I'm not a liar. I'm Good. too blunt. That's why, that's why we're friends. I know. Exactly. 
So how do how do how do guys react when you tell them that you are an injector? So it's funny. I mean, it's they it's always like a funny reaction. Like they they love that I have a career and they love like, oh, you're like so passionate about your job, but then they're like, "Oh, but what do you have done?" And I'm like, "What do you think I've had done?" And they're like, <laughs> "Oh, like they'll like make some stupid guess and I'll be like, actually I have like 10 syringes in my face. Like obviously I have to, you know, I have to try my product or get yeah. high on my own supply or whatever it's called. I don't know. What is your favorite thing to get done personally? I do my fillers once a year. I just try to maintain, you know, my look that I have. Yeah. And I mean, I know you guys can't see her right now, but she does not look like she got work done. And you can obviously check her Instagram, which we're going to plug in at the end. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I agree. You know, the good work should not be noticed. And all these celebrities get stuff done and people usually compare them. OK, question for you. When people come into your office, is there any specific photo they show you besides their um, filtered face? <laughs> I love the filtered face is always the kicker. Yeah. But um, I always, I mean, I, I if you're an older woman, I usually say show me your driver's license or show me a picture of you when you were younger. And I try to replicate that. And what would you say you need to usually do? It's, I mean, it's usually a combination of Botox fillers and lasers and Sculptra. Sculptra is a biostimulator that simulates your natural collagen. So I use a ton of that. What is Sculptra? I don't know anything about that. So Sculptra is basically something that stimulates your own natural collagen. It's not instant. Hyaluronic acid is instant. You know, mm -hmm. I inject you, you leave there that day. And you're plump. Plump, you know. Mm -hmm. Sculptra is amazing because it stimulates your natural collagen and you get this like pan facial, meaning like your entire face just looks younger. How but long does that last? It lasts about two to three years, maybe even longer, really. but it takes some sculpture. <laughs> I know sculpture is amazing. The rule of thumb is you should do it like once a year when you're like in your thirties. And I really, I really, I'm not kidding. I did not know this about sculpture. Like, oh you, yeah. So you inject, how do you inject it the same way you No. Do? So it's injected a completely different way. The difference though, is that like, if you're trying to look good by an event, the sculpture is not for you because it it's an investment. We always say like hyaluronic acid, you're renting your house or your face, <laughs> but uh, sculpture, <laughs> you're owning the house because you're stimulating your own collagen, but it does take longer. So it's an investment. It takes about three to four months to simulate that full effect. How so much more expensive is that than getting fillers? It's about the same price, maybe a little bit more expensive because it lasts longer, but you do get a very natural effect and it's not one or the other. I mean, like I think that there's people who are better candidates for sculpture and there's people who are better candidates for filler and they can be used on the same patient and sculpture also helps your skin look brighter and, and stimulates collagen in your skin as well as volume loss can you do sculpture at the same time as fillers yes but not in the same area mm -hmm. so Why? certain area because sculpture is a liquid or it's it's the same thing as botox it comes in a powder we reconstitute it with liquid and once that area is like filled, you can't you can't see like you don't put it in the same plane because you can't see what you're doing because it's filled. And then that that liquid that we inject is reabsorbed. And then that whole process of stimulating collagen starts. I have a random question. Sure. What is the weirdest thing somebody asks you to do to inject their nipples? Uh, and literally, I mean, like, you know, this this woman came to me and she taught me. Is that a thing? So apparently, you know, sometimes I guess when women get surgery or if they're like, you know, or just somebody who just they want their nipples to look hard all the time. And I didn't know that, that was a thing. 
but it you know it it is and uh, it is it is it's a fact and you can inject your nipples to make them look like they're hard all the time and honestly it is sad i mean some people some people lose like uh what if they had cancer or they had a surgery that went wrong they can lose sensation in their nipples and their nipples won't get hard so they want their nipples to look hard also you can inject like the labia and the vagina because really as, yeah because as you get older that's news yeah i know right no i, I learned all this you know just being in the <laughs> just industry being people, working. people just asking you know for different things and i'm like wait can i do that and i'll call my plastic surgeon he's like yeah do it wait did you inject a vagina yes so i'm not afraid of the lady parts because i'm like a girl's girl but you can inject filler in the penis and i have not and and i can you enlarge it yeah so people are doing there are people who are making a hell of a lot of money injecting penises and uh, this is opening up a whole new conversation yes yes. this is like the this is the juicy stuff that the coco followers want who's your best friend who's your best friends want to (laughs) know no it's it's actually not it's not that common it's a newer procedure and and wait so how do you do it like where do you put it so i believe that it's it's i mean it's um i don't even know how to describe it but you're putting it on the you're putting it in the shaft essentially what is the shaft on the top? No, the like the long part. Oh, the long part. Yeah. So then you make it thicker, but you don't you're make it grow. It thicker. No, but if you're putting it on the shaft, <laughs> maybe it is just for growth. I don't know. I love. But I heard that women are like, like, hey, honey, like, can you, can you, can you go get this oh done? Oh my goodness, I did not. Imagine know if that's you're married to somebody they have a smaller penis. I mean, like, you know. You're Speaking of those, uh, what's your opinion about being with somebody and you're not sexually satisfied? Because that's a question that I get a lot in my what will Coco do? If you're with someone and you're not attracted to them physically kind of but you love everything else about them would you ever be with them they're your friend yeah <laughs> yeah they're like not your it, boyfriend even in their friend zone they're, I, I don't they're know why your friend i mean I, I i think you know if you date a lot of people you'll realize that a lot of people will che- check your boxes but you don't have that connection i mean you can't yeah. that's a prison being married yeah. to somebody that you don't want to fuck i mean <laughs> i like how you said it like, yeah. you fuck. no i mean i i i I think that when you start dating somebody and you're not sexually attracted to them, down I the think line, it can you, grow. You can fall I in love. I definitely think I have dated guys where in the beginning I was not really attracted to them sexually and then I did fall in love with them. But you never, like, you never see them and you're like, oh God, I want you to right now <laughs> i mean listen i think if it hasn't happened after a year or six months of dating it's never gonna happen yeah or i think that if it's if the spark has gone away for a year or six yeah. months it's never gonna happen because that's just my experience but i definitely have dated guys where at the beginning i didn't really like them and then then i was like dying to have mm-hmm. sex with them like after would I you would you say that you're also a kind of a therapist to your clients absolutely my whole that's what the best part of my job is just mm. shit chatting shooting the shit with the girls talking <laughs> about who they're dating what they're doing like what's it what's going on in their life i love hearing the updates just like coco it's like it's just it's the, literally like hanging out with your friends all day i remember the first time i came into your office I think I was there for an hour and a half. You told me more. And we, we had an we talked literally our entire life stories. We couldn't shut up. Yeah, and I know my boyfriend picked me up and he was just waiting downstairs, like, what the fuck were you doing? I was waiting here like for I don't know how long. I'm like, babe, I just 
I, I got new friends. We just like, click. Can, can you just, yeah, no. But this, but, this happens. I mean, like, it's it's literally, you know, you're, the girls are getting, they're, you're getting out of your house. It's a safe space to talk, you know, or yeah. just chatting. Girls, every three months, my, my, my patients are like, so who are you dating now? Oh, what's up? What's up <laughs> they remember. They, they follow. remember. And I'm like, oh, that's where I left off when I said, like, oh, that's <laughs> okay, okay. What is your opinion on dating apps? I think they're great. Honestly, them? I so I use them, but honestly, I have this sounds really stupid and I want to I want to use them more. I just I have so much going on. I can't even answer my text messages or my DM. So I'm like, I'll go on Raya or, or Hinge or whatever. And I, I literally will check it once and then not check it for like two months. And then mm-hmm. I'll go on like so it, I'm not consistent with it. But I do know a lot of people that have had a lot of luck with Hinge mm-hmm. um, in particular. I mean, I know dating apps can work, but also like, as you just said, somebody with a job like yours and you're also an influencer and you like have a lot of DMs there and you have a lot of friends in real life. And how can I talk to a guy that I've literally, Hey, what's up? Hi. Hey, what's up? How's your weekend? Like what? I can't like, I don't have the time to be doing that. But, but I will say that, you know, I have the most luck meeting guys just by, just by going out, just by leaving the house. What is your dating advice for my followers? Um, well, you know, I don't know if you guys want to take a dating advice from me because I'm not married, but I, I will have say, to say being married does not guarantee that you're adequate. Absolutely. To give you know, so everybody like, can get married. You, anybody, one person can be ahead one day. One person can be behind. I always my biggest piece of advice absolutely is stay true to yourself. Yes. Stay that. true to yourself. Don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable doing. Don't do something that you feel like your friend would do or, you know, whatever. Always you know, I'm, I'm somebody who wears their heart on their sleeves a lot, but maybe I shouldn't. But at least at the end of the day, I can sleep at night knowing that I did my you did your I, part. I did my part. I said my I said my piece. And a lot of people love that about me. And what do you think about ghosting? I think I've ghosted people. <gasps> Guys have ghosted me. I mean, it's just no. it's it's just it's it's a hard conversation to have. It's like, what do you need to know? I it didn't click. Mm-hmm. Like what? Why do we have to discuss it? I think it is a good like to get feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, like to get feedback from a guy. Like okay, like, like what was wrong? I, I left you because you told case. me that like you know something about you that I didn't like, or mm-hmm. you know you wore this scent that reminded me of some of somebody that I didn't like or whatever. People cannot like you for so many different reasons. I mean, like imagine like you could remind somebody of their ex or like their mom or like something that they don't they don't they don't want they don't want and that's not anything personal against you so ghosting i mean it's not the it's definitely not the best thing to do to somebody i think ghosting is bad karma yeah it's just because like if but in in a sense if you're actually dating somebody and you're seeing them for a while not just yeah it's very hurtful you have to have closure i yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah i feel like ghosting is for losers well, but like, again, let's talk about, I mean, but again, but, but again, let me just correct myself. I mean, every are you, are three dates ghosting? No, 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 like no, no, no. It's months like months in ghosting. Months in, oh, that's month, fucked up. That's, yeah. You know, so that's, when you're dating somebody for, because I'm just coming off of the questions I get in my mobile Coco mm-hmm. deal. It's like, well, I've been dating this guy for five months and now he's not replying to me for three weeks. I'm like, what's what the fuck? How, how can you, yeah, how can you do that? If you hook up with somebody and then you have, uh, you know, a date that didn't really go well. And then he doesn't text you back. Like that's whatever like it's fine you don't have to look that deep into it but in general i always think if you have respect 
for that person you're dating, you should kind of close it off. Absolutely. And I think that some advice that I would like to share, because, you know, everybody will get ghosted at one point or another. I always just remind myself and my friends that if it happens to you, that person saw something in you or in this relationship that you can't see, but you need to just trust them that they they didn't see it working long term. So yeah. just trust them that yeah. that's whatever yeah. the reason, you know, it's just not your person. It's just not your person. You have to just trust that it takes two to be in love. Yeah. So if they see something that, you know, they don't they don't like, then trust them that that's not for you. How would you say is a dating scene in Miami? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's I li- I haven't listened I haven't lived anywhere else. I don't know if it's better anywhere else. I would think that it would be better in like a small town or or So if people okay. I don't know. Devil's advocate. People who tell me they live in a small town, they're like I dated, See, this is what I hear. Like I dated all of the guys that were somewhat worthy uh-huh. and now there's not nothing else Ugh. and we'll come to Miami because there's a thousand <laughs> million of them here, but, yeah, but they just traveled. But yeah, I mean, it's, time. there's definitely great guys. I've, I've dated a lot of amazing guys that are husband like potential and everything like that, but it's definitely, and I don't know if this is a Miami thing or it's just our culture. I mean, we all, we all know it's like another person's around the corner. I mean, you yeah. know, I know for myself, like, I really want to settle down and I want a family soon. But it's at the same time, it's like there is like endless opportunities of like if somebody doesn't work out in the beginning, like we are quick to just be like, I, you know, I don't want to. On to the next one. This. And I think that's what, what social media and dating apps did. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you were born and raised in Miami, as we already established. You love living here or you don't love? You want to move somewhere else? What's your vibe? I mean, I I love nature and I love being outside and all this, you know, stuff that I can't, a lot of people like can't relate. Like, I'm not like really a city person too much. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot here. You have to if you come here and you move from another place and you come here, you're, you're going to be very overstimulated at first. You're going to be partying a lot. There's That's a lot what happened to, to me. Every all my friends that move here, they go through a phase and, and myself, too. When I moved to the, like the city, it was like partying nonstop because there's so much to do and you, you want to do everything and you want to do all the things. And then you're like, whoa, I need like, to take a step <laughs> back. So I have, you know, I have a pretty good balance, but you can get sucked into, you know, all this stuff, which. Yeah, I, I agree 100 you know. percent. It's like people, what people don't know about Miami is that you can take it for the best parts of it, which is the weather, ocean right next to you and all the lifestyle. The, the, all of the we like I'm, we're so spoiled here. I mean, yeah. what I will say, it's so special because. We have the best of the best of everything. We have. Uh, you don't have the best food. I gotta say, New York is better. Well, I, I mean, okay. Well, either way, I'll take you. I'll whatever take you. you think. I, I mean, I. I think we have like I. I food travel. delivery. Food delivery sucks. I'm sure, sorry. but I'm I think that we have great <laughs> restaurants. Everything's very like boutique. It's not yeah. like Cheney. So, would you call yourself a Miami girls' girl, never leaving? I mean, I built my practice here. I. I have. I've have a million connections and friends and family and everything, but I'm always up for a new experience. And I mean, yeah, I got to say, one of the things that I miss about moving all the time is like you build a community and then you got to leave, but everything with social media obviously helps. But helps. I do have a question. If somebody wants to do what you do, what are the steps? I went to school, got my biology degree, and then I got my master's degree in physician assistant studies. Right after that, after you get licensed, you can start injecting for me i took i i went i worked in primary care for a bit i worked in urgent care i always wanted to be in i always wanted to be doing what i was doing but it's a very competitive field yeah very competitive and and i will say like starting my instagram and having these connections that i have through that and and 
I have, you have to have an entrepreneurial mind to, yes. to get where we got, you know, yeah. you have to be thinking outside the box. You can't be just listening to everything that they teach you in school. What did you do? You think that made you different than other people? Because I'm, I gotta say, I get approached by a lot of injectors on Instagram and I replied to you and that was almost a year ago and we became friends ever since. I mean, obviously I like you as a person, but like, and I liked your work, but what is it something that well, you do? I, I think that my greatest thing is that I'm just a go-getter. I, I literally have the drive. I'm hungry. I'm going to make it happen. Like, I'm very straightforward with people. Some people don't understand. Like, Coco's very straightforward. I love That's you. Why That's we, why we, we get, get along yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know... I do maybe need to be a little softer sometimes, but, um, never change yourself, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, if you are a go-getter and you watch the people around you, I, I did what everybody else does to me. I was asking everyone, how did you do this? Okay. But give annoying. me like specific advice. Okay. So you went to school, you finished school, you worked in primary care, urgent care. And then what, how did you find a job well, during that? So basically when I was in primary care, I, I was wanting to be an injector. So I was, literally studying on the weekend, shadowing people, going to any free thing I could find on the internet. I was talking to reps. I was talking to my friends who were injectors, which I didn't have many, but mm -hmm. I made those connections. And I was working on my medical Instagram and I was posting about primary care stuff and wellness back then because I knew that eventually- When was that? I'm sorry. That was like probably like six years ago. I graduated yeah. from PA school about six years ago, seven years ago. I grew my baby. You know, I knew that one day that platform was going to be super helpful for for bringing in patients and, and spreading, you know, my awareness of what I'm doing mm -hmm. and everything like that. And it's been the biggest tool. It's honestly the best thing I ever did for myself was besides go to school, start my Instagram <laughs> to compliment that. And that sounds really stupid to a lot of people, but you don't, they don't understand get the value in that they don't and get the connections it. that I've made, the experiences I've had, like, it's, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to Coco yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. I would just be some injector that nobody knows about. I would probably wouldn't have made top 100. I will tell you if you reached out to me and you did not have an Instagram, not following, I don't care about the numbers, but if you don't have a presence and I can't see your work and I can't see at least a little bit of your personality because and that's what people exactly. want to see. Even when I'm buying a coffee or a yeah. brand or anything, a restaurant, I'm looking at their Instagram. I'm talking about a person. I'm looking at their Instagram. Like whatever it is. I mean, right now it's Instagram. It could be another platform. Another I mean, day. sorry, it is TikTok. It's not TikTok, Instagram. Sure. Are you on TikTok? I am. I need to be on it more. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need to work on. So yeah, whatever platform. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> whatever platform it is, that's, you know, that's, that's that's it. But I'm a hustler. I mean, I there's not a day that goes by that I'm not going to all these trainings and bettering myself every single day. I'm listening to to I'm going to conferences, webinars like I'm studying. I'm I'm for years and it's not. So it must be that I really love this. So you love your I job. I love this. I am so passionate. <laughs> I, love I love it. I'm so passionate about it. I mean, that I mean, that, that's when you really love something. It's effortless. Yeah. Just like with real love. In a yeah. relationship, it's yeah. effortless. You love that person. You want to be with them all the time. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to think about you it. You don't have to think, think about twice. it. Yeah, you know, so you just, just all of you who are thinking twice about a career or a guy. Right. What is your answer? If you're thinking twice, it's not the right Fuck one. It. No, it's not worth it. Of course, you can't stop thinking about it. It might be yeah. the right one. What is your next step? Ooh, well, 
You all will just have to stay tuned <laughs> for that, that one. Love that. Okay, this is a perfect ending to our podcast because everybody's going to stay tuned. Can you please tell us where everybody can follow you? So I am the medical mind. First of all, I love the handle. Thank you. The medical mind on Instagram, soon starting TikTok, correct? No, the medical mind is also on TikTok, but okay. it's very, uh, I'm trying to be, I'm, I'm being better. I'm posting more consistently. But anyway, yes, it's, I try to keep everything seamless. It's everything is a medical mind. My email is the medical mind at outlook.com it's all the medical mind okay so that's it so you are the medical mm-hmm. thank you thank Ms. you coco Chloe, my bougie for- best friend i love you to pieces i love you too i love you so much thank you so much for being here i'm so proud of you for starting this podcast thank you and cheers to us thank you guys for listening and i hope to see you in the next episode <laughs>